Welcome to the Well-Rounded Geek Podcast, episode 38. With me in the studio today is David Ritchie for another Stoner and the Scholar Sports Show where we talk about the latest in sports news and give our opinions or hot takes on sports topics. What's up, man? What's good, dude? Long time no... Long time no pod. Yeah. Well, the Michigan sports haven't been too exciting anyways, so... It's okay that we haven't recorded in a minute, but this mainly will be an episode where we talk about the state of some of the teams that we love because they're struggling right now. So All of them. All of them. But the main focus for today will be the Detroit Pistons and the Detroit Lions. I will throw in there, our blue is doing good though. Yes, Michigan <laughs> is, and we haven't been able to talk about that, but all signs are pointing towards a chance to actually win a national championship with Michigan. So yeah, seems like a real possibility this year. I'm excited about that, but I just feel like we've been so heartbroken so many times that I'm tempering my expectations with it now that we play <laughs> Alabama. It's so scary. Right. But we're going to talk about the Pistons first. The Pistons are 2-21 and as we record tonight. They just lost to the Pacers. It's 20, brutal. 20th in a row. 20 loss in a row. So bad. I feel like there's been many a podcast episode that we've been hype about the Pistons. Yeah. And then the hype sort of died. And then we were feeling good about the Monty Williams hire. But now it's just a pure disaster. This is the worst team I've ever watched. Like Detroit team. And I've watched all those games. Bro. Right. Right. It's so Like I... They're poised to win 14 games this year. And they could win even less than that. That's the worst under the the Detroit Weaver tenure. Yeah, it's getting worse. We're losing. Yeah. In the rebuild, we're losing more games year on year. You're supposed to have some growth, you know? So yep. the first thing I want to talk about is what do you personally think needs to change with this team? It just seems like they need to get. They need to ship out a lot of. They need to get a veteran presence, mm-hmm. and they need to. Uh, I don't know. Like they could playing Killian Hayes all the time. It just seems like Monty Williams is doing some. I feel weird like stuff. Yeah, wise. he's trying out so many different things, and he went in with a like clean slate into this year, which I can appreciate when coaches do that, but. He shouldn't have done that with his Pistons team because they were so bad last year that you shouldn't come in with a clean slate. You should go back and look at what possibly worked last year Yeah, and don't mess that up. So they started the year, um, majority of the year, Jaden Ivey has come off the bench and Killian Hayes has started a lot of games. Killian's playing much better than he's played his entire career, but it's not enough to have a starting role on an NBA team. Right. He wouldn't be on any on most like no. good teams. No. You and I have talked about it. Like the whole starting lineup, even Cade, I love Cade. I, I can't fully judge Cade because what he's surrounded with is so bad, but our whole starting lineup would probably come off the bench or possibly some of the players wouldn't even make an NBA squad if they were a good team. Right. 
and then our entire bench unit would literally not make an NBA squad. They would never play. And that's so discouraging. So discouraging. And I knew coming into this year, like you and I talked about it, they, the team that they're putting together makes absolutely no sense. They're just hoarding these centers. Right, guards. These guards that aren't even good. You know, they can't <laughs> shoot. So you have Caden, you're not building anything around him. Right, like, you're not putting any fundamental pieces around him. No, he has no space when he needs to, like, you know, drive the lane late in games because he's the only one that can possibly score. And create that way, yeah. He, yeah, he turns the ball over because there's no space, dude. And they know they don't have Right, there's space. been so many – not to interrupt you, but there's been so many pictures I've seen still frames of in games where he's got four defenders swarming in. Yeah, because no one respects any of our other Anybody players else on the outside. To shoot. And they're not doing anything. No. Like, ever since Bojan came back, which was the – which was management's first excuse for – not fully judging Lack of his success. Team. Jeez. Yeah, it doesn't even he he can shoot and he's a veteran presence, but it's not moving the needle at all because he, he can't play change defense. Life overnight. No, for that Pistons team, not at all. And what's crazy to me is remember when the Lions started off so bad last year and Sheila came out and said, you know, like she addressed everyone. Like, this is a disaster. We know that. But I really urge you to have some patience because I feel like what we're building here takes time and it could be something special. You know, like at least she had the accountability. Right. Accountability. Tom Gorris is nowhere to be found. Silent as a peep, dude. You don't hear anything about Troy Weaver. Nothing. And I was a huge Troy Weaver fan when this rebuild started because it seemed like he was drafting decent enough. Um, he was able to, and he came from good things and yeah. good situation. Yeah, and he was moving pieces, and it was like, okay, I can see what he's trying to do initially because it was a disaster where we were at with Van Gundy because we were like a fringe playoff team and not getting high picks, and then our salary, some of the players' salaries were insane. Overpaid, ridiculously, right. and not a destination spot ever. No. And so you wise. saw no future. So with Troy Weaver, we had, like, hope. And it seemed like he was trending in a decent enough direction. We got the Cade pick. Um, We got screwed in the lottery a few times. But then once you see what he's done in free agency, and now when you see how he's continued to draft people that just it, it doesn't make sense that he's surrounding Cade with, He's been terrible. Yeah. And I just, I don't even, dude. It doesn't look good for him right now. And most of that Pistons organization, like, it's to the point where everybody can go besides Cade, Ivy, Duran, and Thompson. Yeah, right. And they better. Like, he better make massive trades because he hasn't proven to us that he can do anything in free agency either because he... Had all this money to spend last off season, and all we have is like the corpse of Joe Harris. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? It's like who's not the same, not doing the same things that he did in Brooklyn. No, and Morris hasn't even played. So it's like you're spending on people that aren't even contributing, 
right. and they're eating up all this cap. It's like, what was the point of doing all that? And then you and I wanted us, well, we didn't want to trade Bay because we liked Bay, but we knew it possibly had to happen if we want to take that step forward. But Wiseman is terrible. Yeah, the return on that was god awful. So now it's like we don't even feel like we have certain picks, like assets to trade in that aspect. And then the players, the young players that might be intriguing to other teams aren't playing well. So it's like how do you even – you don't have value right, anywhere. Right, you can't even get rid of people. Dude, you don't have value. So the other thing I had to talk about was how do we get out of this hole. I have no idea. <laughs> Like I genuinely have no idea. Say we buy, you lose. we we probably lose is what happens. Yeah, like but in, think about in, it this way: in any business deal, right? Like we have no leverage, no leverage. <laughs> yeah, unless you're trading one of the four guys I mentioned, who is the prospects. But uh, I hope that that's not the case at this point. And that might be something they end up having to do cuz otherwise right. they'll lose him anyways cuz Cade would not stay if he's smart. Yeah, dude, I'm seeing edits of him in different jerseys already, man. I'm sick. It makes I saw me him in a Brooklyn Nets jersey this morning. Dude. I'm like, what is happening in, my, in this world? We're playing what with fire. Was it fire. 2 or 3 years ago you and I were out? Yeah, it's been that long already where we his rookie year 2 years ago and we were so hype. Technically three. This would be his third season. Yeah. So yep. we were freaking out. Finally, the gods blessed us with the first overall pick. And we're sitting here today like the worst team by far in the NBA. And with, uh, like I said, zero leverage. And like looking at it, doesn't seem like there's any plan. No. Or th- how they can even construct a plan to get moving forward in the direction they need to go. Because no one will want to come here. Even right? if we have the cap space, why even would you ever? They know Kate's a dog and, you know, whatever. Duran's getting respect as a young player in the league. Like, it only goes so far. Did you see Pat Beverly said? He'd be the one of the five. Yeah. Five, like, people to look out for for, like, the next face of the NBA. Yeah. Which that gets me excited, but they're just. Yeah, that's crazy to me. They're making that's no high sense. Regard, it seems like I just, I think it's about all about what he could be. You know, they see. I mean, obviously they know. Pat Bev knows ball. There's something they see. I see it too. He's still super young too, but it's like yeah, there's a lot of potential, but that's just the word. I feel like the Pistons have built a There's losing culture. There's all types culture. of potential, and we ain't got nothing yeah. to show for it. Potential, but the losing culture overrides everything. Like, right. Cade was out last year, That's and they, they lost know. a bunch of games. That's all they know. There's and nobody now, on that team. You make a great point. There's nobody on that team that knows how to win. No. Well, Bojan knows, but it's he's been so removed from it now, and he can only do so much, plus he's aging. You know, so... And I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but Bojan didn't come from like crazy playoff teams or nothing like that, right? He just went deep in the playoffs. We got him from Utah, right? He just has playoff experience. You know what I mean? So it's something some of those kids don't have. But yeah, he's a defensive liability, right? He can still shoot and stuff, which we need more shooters. That's the key. Like maybe we have a good free agency. That's the only thing that could help us trend in 
a halfway decent direction compared to where we're at right now. But I truly, dude, I don't see how we get out of this hole because say we're blessed with a top pick again because we're so bad. Say we are. I heard this is like one of the weaker draft classes, of yep. course. Right. You know, we, we didn't have an opportunity to um, – I love Jaden Ivey, but we didn't have an opportunity to get one of those, you know, top prospects – that are already changing their teams like Banchero or, you know what I mean, or Chet Holmgren. You imagine if we had Paolo, man. Yeah, like, look at the magic. We were both terrible at the same time, right? They're a completely different team now compared to us. And it's shocking. That shows where Weaver's failing because they were on the same trajectory and we're still... Now they're one of the better teams in the yeah, East. bottom feeders, dude. Yeah. And they had their way with us the other night, and it's just yep. like... Then you see the Pacers. The Pacers are what the Pistons should have been and what you and I were so excited about. Like a young team that could possibly score a lot. Imagine if we had Halliburton right now. Yeah. Over Instead Hayes. Killian Hayes paired up dude. with Cade. Maxi went later than Hayes, too. Like... D- terrible the picks are looking glaring now because of where you took them you right know? and some right. of those guards and it's like i do i do like ivy but we just didn't need ivy and you can tell because they refuse to start him now he's coming off the bench he's still playing a lot of minutes and stuff but it's like we didn't need another guard at that point in time like we needed to have a better defender that could shoot, forward, yeah. you know, like it's just we needed a forward who could make a difference. Mm-hmm. It's it's a disaster. Stewart, I love his motor. I love his personality. Yeah, we're using him as a four. He's missing a bunch of threes. Like he should not He's be a, a bench four, five at the best, yeah. easily. Um, and then I, I love Duran. I love the prospect of Duran, but playing Stewart and Duran together is terrible. And Asar is being thrown into a role this year that could totally damage his confidence because he came into the NBA with questions on his offensive game. He's being asked to do a little bit too much. I still think he's one of the better rookies this year because he's a a great defender. He gets into foul trouble, but you're going to ruin his confidence early. On a normal NBA team, some young kid that you have that you want to develop would come off the bench so they're still developing they're still building that confidence it's gonna ruin him dude and he's already developing that losing culture because they all just lose they're so used to losing and nothing's changing streak man 20 in a row it's horrible and it's gonna get even worse like i genuinely i don't know when we'll post this episode but i genuinely think they couldn't win a game again until after the new year. That's wild. Which is bad, dude. It's like a murderer's row the rest of this year. <laughs> and they played better than they have of late tonight. They they scored a lot of points against the Pacers, but our defense is just so bad still that it just doesn't matter. You know, we can't win any games if right. we're just giving up 130 We scored 123 points. points, but we let up 130. Mm-hmm. Can't win shit. No, it's all bad, so... I wanted to touch on the Pistons before we talk about the Lions, but I genuinely am so sad about it. Like, you and I are huge basketball fans. 
We've loved basketball our whole lives. I want to see, you know how there's like people that just want to see the Tigers good again and everything? Right. Like, I love all Detroit sports, so I want to see the Tigers good again too, but I would love to have a competent basketball team that goes deep in the playoffs and stuff. That would be what I personally just love. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's so far away now that <laughs> I'm just so sad about it. Yeah. I'm it's, so disappointed. It's like where we've always been where you start to think like okay you know monty's probably not going anywhere but is there going to be a regime change again are we going through are we going to have to look at another four years of a rebuild we there's probably just so are many, there's just so many questions when you're two and 21 right <laughs> whatever it is you know so that's the answer right is when i said how do we get out of this hole we have to either a have a new GM. It's got to happen because this is horrible. You can't just continue to lose more games each year yeah. and then keep your job. Right. If I did that at work, I'd be fired instantly. <laughs> and we have to just pray that Tom Gorse would sell this team. He won't because no. he's making a shitload of money off of this team still somehow. But, uh, dude, I can't help but Monty think Monty regrets coming here. He looks... So depressed, dude. When I went to that Lakers game, just to see LeBron, by the way, because the Pistons are terrible, <laughs> He, him and his coaching staff, they were shaking their heads like majority of the game. It's bad vibes. I don't even know if I talked to you about it. He, They just consistently were shaking their heads because the players probably are making so many mistakes and not doing things they do in practice in games. Yeah. Dude, he probably didn't want to coach anymore. Or take a break, at least for now. Well, he was, and then he got this crazy offer. Throwing right? a bag. Crazy bag. A can't-say-no bag. Right. And I'm sure he doesn't regret taking the bag, but what he's about to have to go through to get that bag, right. he probably regrets that. And I wouldn't be surprised if somehow he, he find, finds his way out. Finds his way out of it, because... <laughs> He's going to be sick about it, dude. He might be like, you know what? This isn't worth it to me. Right. The bag is not a... It's, it's not hitting. A disaster. So yeah. that's how they get out of a hole. Some massive changes need to happen with management. Otherwise, there's nothing else that can be done. You know, there needs to be a fresh set of eyes. They need to approach the drafts different, differently, the free agent class. That's the only thing that we have to hope for. So... Disaster for the Pistons, but I wanted to at least talk about it because we were gassing them up for so many years out here <laughs> that we have to at least talk about how much of a disappointment they've been and how sad we are. So let's move on to the Lions. Another, like, trending disappointment, dude. Right, not looking great as of late. No, so I have trouble in paradise as the topic. How do you feel about the Lions right now? Genuinely. Not great. The the way the schedule is falling and the way the teams that we have to play now are playing. We have the Cowboys that look like the second best team in the league. Two Vikings games, which uh, we just saw how the Bears games win, how divisional games go. We split with the Bears and Green Bay this year, so can't imagine that a split there is un you know like mm -hmm. unrealistic. And then you got the Broncos who are playing good football too. So uh, it's definitely a potential to lose these next four games and dude that means the whole playoff picture is different and the hopes for this season are not what they were 12 weeks ago struggles on both sides of the ball 
for years we've always, we can always talk about refs and what's you know what calls Hutchinson's not getting and all this shit. But at the end of the day, man, it's like golf is not looking great either. Offense is not doing what they were, and the def- the defense just gets exposed, man. They oh, get it's exposed terrible. in their bad spots, and it, it it's like they can't ever stop. The, the flooding, dude. Like, Justin yeah. Fields looks like the greatest quarterback. When the he first the drive just drives down the field, down our throat, and scores instantly. And they can never stop it. No. Like, Aaron Glenn's defense has been bad all year. I understand we don't have the personnel that, you know, we might have on the offense. So, we should struggle defensively at times. But at some point, you have to adjust and make some stops. Now... The second half of that Chicago game this Sunday was better defensively, but like you said, our offense is just completely different now. They look so bad. So I have a stat about Goff. Since week seven, he has 10 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and six fumbles. Damn. That is not going to win you any games. That's awful. That's like... People were talking about extending him when he started off hot, but now it's like, right. I want nothing to do with that, bro. You can't extend him, especially if things go sour. Like he's to get an extension, you gotta like finish out and win these games, get the division clinched, win a playoff game. This was our year to win the division too, and I think now that's, we're those things. Are the only way you can look at yeah, extending him, I I agree. He has to do it. And like, what are your what are your expectations for this team after this season that you're like, okay, I'm content with how this season went? Like, what would you, what would change your mindset on how you're feeling about this team? Like, the bare minimum, what do you expect? The bare minimum, I expect to clinch the division. Um, I would be happy if we clinched the division and we won a playoff game. One playoff game. That's all I'm asking One. for. Yeah, I don't Just, expect, well. Dude. Because I even with the expectations going in, I didn't think we were a Super Bowl team this year. No. People so that were saying that, that were insane. But I do ex- expect us to be the best team in our division because I think we are. So I'd expect to win that division title. And uh, exceeding expectations would be to win a playoff game. They're going to – I don't know. I don't know what the market on QBs are, but they're going to look somewhere. I don't know either, and I don't think Hooker's anywhere near ready right. to come in to, right. to take over. We'll lose even more games. Lions even though he loves to throw him out now, and it's like, dude, he's still a rookie. He's still so young, and he's just got off this injury, and it's like, man, there's so there's so many questions there. You don't throw him out yet. We'll lose even more games, even though Goff looks terrible at times under pressure. He's a seasoned quarterback. He is. So at this point in time, even with the struggles, I trust him more than Hendon Hooker. Yes, I agree too. What it is, and that's sad to say, but I agree. I see the potential with Hooker. I mean, like he could finally hit JMO for deep balls and shit, you know. But it's like, well, that's just the thing too. There, somebody was saying, uh, like, if you had, if we still had Stafford here now. That changed the whole trajectory of where the team is. That whole trade, but Goff or uh, Stafford can make those plays. Oh, a hundred percent. Did you, you see know? him the other night? Yeah, yeah. He Still throws in that tight thing. windows, dude. Yeah. On behind this offensive line, and I know they've struggled as of late, and that with injuries, and that's the, why, dude. The run game, the O line, mm-hmm. the personnel at wide receiver and tight end that we have, right? Dude, Stafford be having heyday. Stafford never had that. He, he never had a run game, yards dude. In games, dude. 
He'd be going hard, but he would. Unfortunately, we had to move him to get where we're at now, like you're saying. So it's like, okay, how do we improve the quarterback situation to get someone that has an even better arm, is a little bit more mobile? Because that's a problem with golf, dude. What I'm noticing is the offensive line has struggled now as of late because of the injuries. Goff's under pressure. He makes terrible, dude. Under pressure, Goff looks like the most unathletic. Here's what I was thinking about a couple nights ago. Where we're at now at this, this time in the season, would you have been happy with all those rumors about getting Lamar if we pulled that trigger? I think we'd be in a better spot and happier and looking forward if he was our quarterback right now and not Jared Goff. I know that's a huge hypothetical because it may, it may have not even been a reachable, obtainable mm-hmm. thing. Like It could have been all smoke that rumor but we would 100 percent. but i'd be nervous be about our future yeah you know what i mean don't think it would have been worth the payout probably not because the way i can understand why brad holmes didn't make any moves at the trade deadline because i think he genuinely knows no matter how hyped the lions fans are about the prospect of us winning the division like they our That's, sane management where they know the expectation is like we just need to make the playoffs this year and then we need to continue to build the right way and not spend because like not reach on shit right like everyone that was moved even montez sweat they had to sign extensions you know what i mean like they had to shell out a shitload of money would right that have helped us instantly fuck yeah like we'd have way more pressure everything but there's also crippling contracts that are being handed out that Brad Holmes just had to clean up. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, it makes sense. That's why I think he was hesitant to do. Yeah, the Bears paid a lot of money for sweat. Right. And I know they're in a different spot than we are if we if we sign sweat. But it was it's crazy to see that trade they made and the money they put on him when they're really not in a position. Right. They're not in a that's what I'm getting at is like Brad Holmes knows it's not a win now situation right now. Yeah. Maybe in a year or two. Right. You know, where it's like those pieces will move the needle enough to put you in a Super Bowl. Right. You, know? you do it because you know that that Correct. will get you that could get you over the hump mm-hmm. for real. So he's he's taking the right approach in my opinion where it's like He's not making rash decisions because he knows the plan. Like, they probably have a five-year plan, you know, to slowly build. And he's done the right stuff going Give us some forward. insight on what that means for the quarterback, though. And I, I know, know that they will they can't and would never do that because then it's, you know, they could – it could be not a vote of, con- vote of confidence for uh, Goff while he's playing. But, man, it's like I, re- I just want to know where it's going to go co- quarterback-wise. Me too. I, I just – I don't know, man. Goff's not going to do it. Um, he got traded for a reason, right? No. Yes. And and Stafford, like the first year they had Stafford, they won a Super Bowl. So there's something Goff wasn't able to do. Correct. You know? And Stafford was able to do instantly. But right. I just think they trust Goff enough to be the quarterback while they're still in like a – trending in the right direction mode which they're still in like lions fans are so used to losing so we get excited about the wins and stuff but like the fact we're already nine and four is crazy it's huge 
over the the years that we've had. Yes, and the fact we have a chance at winning this division. But the problem is the division's getting shaky now. So I think Green Bay is winning in this currently while we record. So they'll probably be seven and six. The Vikings are seven and six. We play the Vikings two times. We could very well, the way we're looking, lose those games, even though the Vikings have a terrible offense right now because they don't really have a quarterback. Their defense is good. But, like, the division isn't so easily ours if we don't do our job the rest of the way. So I'm nervous about that, man. Like, the same old Lions thing would be to lose out. And finish with the same record as last year and somehow lose this division. I mean, I will still make the wild card, it's looking like, but then you just lose all power. You know what I mean? Like, right. you have no advantage. You're going to play the scariest team. Um, you're going to not have home field advantage, which to me, the Lions haven't even taken a lot of advantage of that. You know, like, They've looked rough at home at times to where they, when I went to that Green Bay game, they got manhandled. Yeah. It didn't even look like a home game. And some of those away games, we've been traveling well enough that our fans are showing up at all those games, you know. But yeah, I'm just very concerned with the trend, the way the Lions are trending, because you're supposed to grow into your season. Like we talked about Michigan at the beginning of the show, Michigan last three years has gotten better and better each game you know Mm -hmm. the Lions are not doing that they look like the last six weeks has been a complete mess yeah because we probably would have lost to the Saints dude if we didn't uh get lucky that car got hurt we probably should have lost to Chicago that game we come back first came back and won it in the last second we didn't look that good against the Chargers we didn't even look that good against the Raiders right and then uh, Green Bay just embarrassed us. We lost to Chicago. And we still have to play Dallas, dude. Dallas looks so good. They're going to destroy the Lions. Yeah, we're probably going to beat bad in that game. Dak Prescott is going to absolutely shred this defense. <laughs> Unless, dude, the only hope that I have for this defense is C.J. Gardner-Johnson supposed to come back the 20th, right? December 20th. Oh, damn. So... That's the only positive to this secondary, who looks rough. Jerry Jacobs is terrible. I've been screaming it all year. Like He had a couple fluke interceptions that make him look way better than he is, but he gets beat everywhere. Yeah. And then people are, dude, I, it's not because I'm a Michigan fan and a Hutchinson fan, but people are so hard on him, and he has no help, Yeah, bro. there's nobody else. They they can consistently throw three two or three bodies at him because there's nobody else that's making a difference. And I hate to be that Lions fan that's always preaching about refs, but I'm not. He there's missed calls. Oh, he gets held like so every much. play, dude. You go on socials after a fucking game, and there's different replay after different replay of noticeable holding. Never fucking blinking an eye at. I don't understand how he doesn't get some of those calls. I don't get it either, man. Is it the Detroit effect with, like, Cade Cunningham never getting foul calls? It's something because it started at the beginning of the year. Remember that Chiefs player that he was lined up in the backfield? Yeah, all fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. He was, like, consistently false starts, a bunch of holding, and nothing was being called. 
I just I think it's the way that Hutch plays because he has a high motor that he's always flopping around and stuff, and they just can't <laughs> notice. He's flailing, dude. And shit. But it's bad, it's and he just gets all this grief. Everyone has to find a, a scapegoat, and they're coming after him. And I'm like, dude, don't push him out of here because he's the type of player that should never leave because his right. family lives here. He went to Michigan. He's from Michigan. Yeah, like. Be happy. He's consistently graded as one of the highest. His offensive rookie of the year last year. And he's, dude, he's up there. Even with six sacks this year, which is crazy, he's graded up there with some of the upper echelon um, line players and edge players, which is insane. He shouldn't be with six sacks, but he makes such an impact. The impact that he has, yeah. Yeah, he has crazy pressures even when he's double teamed. They plant offense. Offenses are lines are planning for him. You know what I mean? Yes, like, and that's all they have to do. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Right, right. Take him out the game, and there's our pass rush because he's the only one that's yeah. adequate. And Aaron Glenn hasn't found any other way, <sighs> dude. dude. He looks terrible. Like his question or his job's got to be in question. Oh, a hundred percent. Because he doesn't adjust. No adjustments. And the team's been one and of the worst. these guys are not playing better, man. Not at all. They've been one of the worst defensive teams for years now under yeah. his coaching. Like, Dan Campbell loves Aaron Glenn. He does. And you can tell the players do. But, like, at some point, your report card needs to say, you need to do a better job. Right. Or you're kicked out of school. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he is consistently you gotta terrible. You got to do something different, man. It's easy for me to say, I know, but like you got to fucking make adjustments. And the second half of games, to, they don't. Your guys to play. It's you know? bad. And I hope they go like straight all defense in the draft this year because we have those offensive. <laughs> Just load up. Yeah. We have the we offensive do. talent. We don't need to go anywhere. And we have. It's going to be weird to see this offseason because I saw, I don't remember how many players, but there's a shitload of free agent players on our team that need to be re-signed. And I don't know how many of them really come back, dude. Yeah. Honestly. So there could be a completely different team next year. And right. we really need to bolster. I know we tried. like We're thrashing them, but we should have had Emmanuel Mosley. CJ Gardner Johnson should have had a full year. Like they tried to bolster that secondary. Yeah. And we're still continuing to play these backups and shit. Right. So like I can't hate on that. But it's a fact we didn't build the line at all. Yeah, we didn't do shit for that. The line is fucked. And you know what? Like trade deadline, talk about things. You got the same Sam Fran got Chase Young, a difference maker. Regardless of what the reports are the things he would do in Washington. I get that that's probably a big thing for Dan Campbell and Holmes and but they got him for a third round pick. Right, which is you you go get him for a third round pick. Right. A proven top guy like that because who the fuck are you going to pick in the third round that's going to be comparable to a Chase Young? Yeah, no one and they haven't fucking do it. <laughs> Holmes has drafted great. If we had him on the line right now. We'd be it, fucking it'd be completely different. Like these games would have been different, bro. Hutch wouldn't be so dependent on to you know get those double triple teams because there's a threat exactly. on the other side. Yeah, a big dog who also Dude. could garner two or three people on him at a time. Yes, you can't do that with both of those guys, so you're going to get in somewhere. I don't understand why 
like what the risk behind that was for the for them. I don't either. Like you can't besides oh he would do things to make a splash play in Washington. Mm-hmm. Like a selfish splash play. Yeah. Where is the risk? Maybe that's easy for me to say as a fan and not a GM who looks at it differently or a coach going outside the structure of the team or what, you know, what they're preaching. Yeah. But dude, uh, he doesn't seem to be doing that shit in San Francisco. No, they're, they're the motherfuckers are, the motherfuckers are shining. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, so that goes back to what I was saying earlier though. Like we would have only had him for a short period of time unless we want to throw the bag at him. Yes. And we're sound, not yeah. expecting like management in my opinion doesn't expect to win much more than a playoff game this year. And it's like, do you feel like you want to give up draft assets and throw a bag, throw a bag a- to win one playoff game? Because yeah. it's like, probably not. Because it would make us much better, I agree, 100%. Hutchinson would probably be thriving. But our defense, our secondary is still so bad. We have so many injuries. We probably still would have just won one playoff game you know so it's like i can see both sides but i am frustrated you know like they sort of do need to explain themselves or draft just straight up defensive player after defensive player in the draft yeah there's no way they don't because we have all those offensive you know players that are talented we probably need another wide receiver i have no idea what we're doing with jameson williams that's a fucking disaster not using him he gets like two targets a game. I, I don't. And there's time when he gets the ball, he makes things happen. Man, I just I don't get it. He's so fast. I know there's stuff that we we probably don't know that He's they obviously don't fast. trust him. But I guess the intangibles are there. Like he's so talented, dude. He's so fast. Take the training wheels off and let <sighs> him play, man. That's. Let playmakers make a difference. You got guys with speed and shit like that. Like Tyreek Hill makes a difference. These guys, you got another that other fast running back in uh, Miami. Like that type of speed and what they that brings to the offense can completely make a difference. And when he gets into the open field, he's shown that he can make plays. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't get it. Man. Would you be against? Throwing... We got no other wideouts. No, we don't. Which is what's mind blowing. Josh Reynolds, who him and Goff have a good connection. It is what it is. But he's just he's a been fucking okay. three or bent or or not player on a lot of good teams. Mm-hmm. And then you got St. Brown can't do it all. Laporta's great, but fuck man. Now they've been forcing the ball to Laporta though. Yeah, and they're catching on. And to people that. can feed on defenses. Will feed on that shit, man. NFL. And that's what's been happening. Yeah. He's still eating. For he's a dog. He's very good. That was a great draft pick. But yeah. Him would over you, Hawkinson all day. I agree. And he's so cheap compared to him, which is <laughs> fantastic. Even better. But would you be open to like a huge trade where we get Herbert and we're giving away, like, say we trade Goff and a bunch mm. of picks. So we do like what the Rams did, essentially? Yeah. Would you be for that? If that means Herbert is ours and locked in, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't. He would be making those throws to Jamo, bro. The throws that so Goff too. is underthrowing, and, and he, he get, would be getting out of the pocket. And it would be a totally different situation for Herbert because when he since he's been in the league, the Chargers have been, and they kind of always been that team. They've been good, but with him, they've been like this 
team that always loses close games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just can't get over the threshold. And it's really, obviously, he's not perfect. But there's the shit I've seen this year. Like, they lose games by three points or whatever. And there's plays of, you know, the, his best wide receiver dropping a mm-hmm. fucking easy touchdown. Yep. You know what I mean? Just not saying that there's no blame for him, but he's not playing bad football. No. So if you, we could take him. Guarantee, sure up your quarterback spot with a young guy like Herbert. I would take. I would do it, man. I feel like I would too, but they just need to figure out some solution because Goff, to me, when he gets under any pressure, is what's been terrible. That's why he's been bad with the stats I just said since week seven because he's been under pressure. Yeah, and going back to it, like I don't know how much the difference would have been paying Herbert to a Lamar Jackson. But I would have fucking pulled the trigger on that shit too, man. Like, I don't know. The quarterback play, obviously, we know matters so much. And those guys are just, Lamar Jackson is a completely different level. I think Herbert's a different level than Jared Goff. Yeah, like Goff's good, just not great. You go for it, dude. Like, you can sure those guys up for however many years it is, five years or something. And we got, we're trending like this. Like you said, we're still nine and four. It's funny because we sit here in retrospect a year we're nine and four and we're still we've got grievances with the team. But this is the best we've ever looked in, in our, our lifetime. Life. Yeah. <laughs> ever. And uh in a lot of other people's lifetimes. I'm sure we you know we know some old timers that have never been this close with a Lions team, you know. And our division is weak so you, compared you, to what it used to be. When you get the chance, if the chance is looming even out there. You got to do it. You got to think about it. Yeah, I... Like, yeah, seriously contemplate it because, I mean, it's just like what the Rams did, man. They looked at it and said, we've got everything we need except our quarterback. Let's go make this trade. Right. Lions, no, we're not there yet, right? We still got some shit on defense. But Herbert on this team right now, Lamar Jackson on this team with the weapons, with the run game, with the O-line, It'd be like one of the scariest offenses in the league. We're I don't think we're nine and four with either one of those quarterbacks. I think we probably got another win or two in the column. Yeah, we would have beat. We would have beat Baltimore probably with well, with Lamar instead oh, well, yeah. of yeah, yeah. If we had Lamar, because they destroyed us, dude. Our defense looked so bad, but it was because of Lamar. Yeah. But yeah, if we had Lamar, we probably could have won that game. We would have beat the Bears last week for sure. Yeah. Um, we would have beat the Seahawks. I'm still salty about that because the Seahawks look worse. Our, but they got our number two, man. Something about the Seahawks just rubs me the wrong way every time I see it. You were pissed. I, dude. I'm still salty about that, though, because Geno Smith like absolutely picked us apart. That's what bothers me, man. It it's was like, sickening. It's He did his thing, and he, and he has, and he did it last year, and they torch us every time they fucking play us. But it's it's like Geno Smith, bro. Like, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why are we letting, right. It's Lamar, not Lamar Jackson. Right. You can understand why the Ravens destroyed us. And but even that like, was frustrating dude. as shit because it just it just shows, like, we're not there yet either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're good, and we're better than we've been in a long time, and we're, and we're uh, our trajectory is uh, is going forward, but we're not like making a huge difference yet. No, and the Chiefs team that we beat week one, like the Chiefs, you've seen it now. They're not the same team. They're not the same team at all. Yeah. Yeah. So we and don't like really said, have like, a big win. There's there's games in the 
there or there's moments in like that Raiders game where had their quarterback made the right throw, they could have beat us. Like that was like you said, it wasn't a very convincing win. Like we could have very well lost to the Raiders had they had a competent. Have you noticed that? The I've been Saints noticing could have lost dude. to them had they had a competent quarterback that day. There are so many times there's wide receivers wide open on yes. the secondary, yes. or the wide receiver just straight up drops the ball. Yep. Yeah, we've been so lucky. It's bro. Not things that we do necessarily have done. Right? No, it's little lucky moments. <laughs> yes, and it's but it's scheme related too. Like we don't have the talent, but it's the way that Aaron Glenn is game planning these. Like he could get. We're complaining about him, but we're lucky we don't play in certain divisions that have elite teams right now because we would be getting shredded week on week out. Right. With that secondary. Yeah. And we'd be in like gun slinging battles with our offense because the defense is still just so bad in comparison but so we need to bolster the defense we need to figure out soon what the hell is going on with this offense because it's it's not looking good right now at all right i don't know why my voice just squeaked (laughs) (laughs) but uh it's not looking good so what are your expectations for the remaining games? So we have Broncos this week. Honestly, what do you think is going to happen? I would hold that after losing to the Bears this past week like we did and how the locker room probably feels about that, that we bounce back and we beat the Broncos. We got to, dude. Yeah. I don't feel great about the Cowboys game. I think that's an L. 100% L. And I think we split, so... I think if the last four games we go two and two, hopefully that wins us the division. That's eleven and five. Yeah, that should win the division. It should. If we can secure two more wins, and at least one of them being against the Vikings, yeah, we should win the division. Even right. if Green Bay has a soft schedule the remainder of the way, because yeah, they'll I'm not worried about that. Say say they win tonight, you know they would have to win the next four games. To even have the same Green Bay, yes. So they got to win out. Which they is, would. They would have to win. It's out. not easy to do, and I don't know who their teams who they play, but it's still not easy to do in football. They have a much softer they schedule. Got division but still. game though. Like, do they play the Bears or the Vikings anymore? They play the Bucks, the Panthers, the Vikings, and the Bears. So they could they could lose against the Vikings or the Bears, you know, like they and could. The, and the Bucks are six and seven, and they're six and six, so. That's a home game. Probably pack, pack, probably Packers take that, but they could lose to the Bucks too. They could. The Panthers, they will not lose to. Nobody's going to so lose bad. to that team. Man. <laughs> they have one winner. Who do they beat? <laughs> Who do the Panthers beat? They got to be sick about taking, uh, not taking Stroud. Dude, Stroud that coach so has good. to be sick because. He tried to overrule. Or did he, he was... get fired? He just got fired. Yes. And he wanted C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. And he got overruled by and the Stroud, owner. boy. They look good in, in Houston. He looks so good. Bro, can we? I want him. I know. <laughs> Dude. I don't even give a fuck. He's OSU. That's the other thing. It's Send like, him our way, bro. He's That motherfucker's a dog. And he's got a cannon. We had opportunities. I'm still happy with how we drafted, but we're never going to be in those like early picks again. And we didn't grab a franchise quarterback. You know what I mean? Like We could have even had Tua. Because Tua looks great with Tyreek Hill. Bro. He'd be looking great with Jamie. I was talking about that shit the other day with my father-in-law. So. How we could have had Tua and we 
We could even we had Herbert. Fucking do it. Even if we fucking sat Tua and Herbert a year behind, bro. Who did we draft the year that Tua went? Gonna though. Tua and Herbert were a 2020 draft class. So we took who that year? That wasn't the Sewell year. That was he was twenty twenty. Was it Jeff Okuda? Yep. Holy fuck, dude! Oh, when you look at it, it's so bad, dude. Burrow went first, Chase Young second. We we went Okuda. Then you had an a tackle that went to the Giants. You got Tua and and Herbert back to back. Then you've got the uh, Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker. Trying to think who else went after that. C.D. Lamb. Oh, dude. Justin Jefferson. So it was not Brad Holmes' mistake, but it was shit, dude. Even just a terrible draft. The fact we drafted Jeff Okuda over those guys—that's terrible. It's embarrassing. Dude. And when I look at this list of players, like most of these players are decent players, and he is not even. I don't even know how he's playing this year for the Falcons, but I can only assume he's playing fucking terrible. Yeah, Not where I'm, he was drafted, bro. Are you kidding yeah. me? Three overall, you should be. Darrell Revis. Yeah, like a prospect to be a Richard Hall of Fame Sherman. type of player. Yeah, yeah like yep. what was that old regime doing, dude? Yeah, that was the last year of uh, fucking Quinn and Patricia. Yes, and that was. When they fucking it did sealed bold, it. pulled the bullshit with Darius Slay mm-hmm. and drafted him as the replacement. And, and all because be a of completely fucking different. Matt Patricia, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? So bad. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> fuck but you, Matt Patricia. If you think about it, <laughs> what Brad Holmes inherited and where we're at now, even though we're complaining about how they're playing, it's a damn miracle the way he's been able to rebuild this team so quickly because they have bad contracts too, bro. Um, Packers just lost, by the way, to the oh, Giants. thank God. So that helps. Live reaction. Tommy DeVito. Okay, have you so been, <laughs> that helps. That makes the Vikings games have you seen way the, more important then. There's like those Italian twins on TikTok. I don't, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they always talk about DeVito. He's Italian. Yep. He's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> well. As soon as I saw that, that the Giants stunned <laughs> the Packers, that's the first thing I thought of was those guys saying, Dude. He's Italian. The Packers were winning before we started recording this, so I'll take that L. Yeah, but it's good for us. The that Vikings helps. games are going to be way more important now because they obviously are 7-6. and six, But that just changed the complete outlook at mid-pod right? episode. Right, just like that. But I still think, you know. It gives you more hope, too, because I think we can definitely split the Vikings. I just I think we can. I think that they're not. I don't really think they're that good, man. But it's just division games are always a bitch. They are. No matter what team it is, too, man. All all division teams play each other tough, and that's just how the NFL goes. Especially when they, you have to play on the roads, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. But it's, and you play in the fucking Midwest when it's fucking mm-hmm. balls cold, cold and fucking shit. Green Bay, Wisconsin, and fucking Chicago and shit. Minnesota, too. Goddamn. Goff's terrible it's in fucked. that, too. Yeah, he's not good. He wears he's gloves Southern and he boy. sucks. Or not Southern boy, but West Coastern. He's Cali not fucking. Boy, right? Yeah, yep. Bread. He's. You don't like that shit. No. <laughs> well, that changed the outlook for us, but I'll say I agree. Um, 
a successful season would be winning this division and at least winning a playoff game. Yeah. Dude, just give me that and I'll be happy with this season. I think season. that's we ride high into the sunset. We win a we win a playoff game. Like then it's like, all right, we got bags to spend next year. We got draft class still, like we could really fucking make some noise. Yeah. But they gotta show it. And I don't know, man. I think even if golf we can do that. I still don't love the idea of like paying him. He's gonna get upwards forty something million dollars a year. And what they're rumoring? How, how many more no. years are they gonna fucking lock him in for? We got five more years of golf. I'm not in love with that thought. I'm not in love with that <laughs> thought either. I don't even know if I'm in love with three more years. You know what I'm saying? We've had three. Because by the team we need, by the time we need to win a Super Bowl, he ain't going to be the one to do it for you. Exactly. Yeah. We need somebody more adequate to do the job at that point. And I really hope that Hooker can be something to lay for that team, man, as the threat of being able to throw and run mm-hmm. and do the things that we just have not had ever. When have we ever had that type of quarterback? We haven't. But maybe we're just like – We've talked about maybe we're just not giving him enough credit because we haven't seen enough of him. You know, I've seen yeah. some stuff in practice, but it's like right. maybe he does have that potential and they're fine with that. Like they're fine with just a couple more years of golf. He's not going to get the extension that they were rumoring at the beginning of the year because he's playing like shit. Right. He ruined his chances yeah, there. He completely ruined his chances, dude. So <laughs> we'll see. But okay. Thank you for coming on to this show i'm hyped we finally got to record again fingers crossed the lions handle their business over the next couple weeks right but we will plan to get together again soon and talk about it and we'll touch on how the lions finish the year and how bad the pistons are so thanks again dude absolutely go blue go blue talk to you soon (laughs) before i end this episode i want to shout out the elite supplement brand caged Caged was born of a need for ultra-premium, health-focused products that actually work. If you would like to learn some more about Caged as well as their products, you can click the link in my Instagram bio as well as the link associated with this episode. You can also use my promo code JG15 to save 15% on your order. The well-rounded piece.